relieved to know you're not a golem? Yes, I am relieved to know that I'm not a golem. Good. Hello and welcome to another episode of Dad Shorts, where we talk about things dads love for about 30 minutes. Or less. Or less. As according to your guarantee last episode. Yeah, absolutely. If we're not in under 30 minutes, then... It's free. It's free. Your money back. Yep. Just like the old pizza. <laughs> you can order a Domino's pizza right now, and the podcast should be over before... Yeah. Or uh, around the time it gets there. Around the time. Yeah, Depending yeah, on when absolutely. you're there. You know, like, we've talked about this in the past, where we have, like, random, like, movie quotes that, yes. like... Just enter your vernacular. Uh-huh, Every time we order pizza, I cannot help myself. I say, Pizza Dude's got 30 seconds from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Newer, yeah. I mean, just, I don't know. It's just that's, weird. That's a different episode. That that's, is a totally different that's episode. That's 100% movie earworms that you can't stop yourself from yes. saying. Yeah. Well, we're Spoilers. <laughs> Future episodes coming up. Uh, we're joined by my friend uh, Chris Roberts. Chris is a, an author. Um, used to work for CIY. Now he is an author of several children's books. Just published two awesome. recently, correct? That's correct. Available yeah. on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Just yep. search for you, Chris Roberts, and you can find your books. Uh, you want to tell us about... Uh, or your... you'll find the uh, guy who created Wing Commander. Either also oh, Chris nice. Yeah. Yes, I knew so. you looked familiar. You want to tell us about your... 30 years ago. <laughs> two most recent books. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've got a, a book of like witty poems, kind of like Shel Silverstein. It's called mm-hmm. A Cabin in the Woods. Uh, it's fun. It's got some cool pictures in there that I think kids will love. Um, great for dads to read with their kids, right? Mm-hmm. That's nice. how I yeah. actually first enjoyed Shel Silverstein was my dad would read me those mm-hmm. poems, and we'd laugh together. So <clears throat> there's that. And then I have a, a kid's book that's probably more appropriate for, like, first or second grade. It's called Cohen Mungender and the King of Lightning and Thunder. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I like the so, title. We were playing cards this weekend. I actually had a chance to read. Well, I read... Um, the Cohen book, and it was fantastic. Um, only read some of the the poems, obviously, because we were playing cards. But uh, both are great. Uh, I loved the Cohen story. It was fantastic. Thank I don't even try to butcher his last name, but uh, Majunder. Majunder. Yeah, because he's from the Outback. Thunder. But yeah. um, it's fantastic. It was really Thank good. You. Like uh, 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 he's got uh, Lilu uh, Snorkel. Lilu Snorkenhaken. Snorkenhaken. And right. a really, really, really big thing. That was the first book I wrote. And it was great. But really I cool. definitely love this new one. It's so good. Um, Highly recommends. Awesome. We're checking out. Thank you. Check that out. Appreciate that. Uh, come from your librarian. Librarian I mean, recommends. That's a he, segment. He does know what he's talking to about. To read lots of children's <laughs> books. Oh, uh, no. Um, anyhow, we can find your books on Amazon, correct? That's correct, yeah. Uh, and now, uh, you what... You can also uh, go to nudgebooks.com. Nudgebooks. Nudgebooks is the name of my publishing company. Okay. So. Very cool. Uh, Chris, how many kids do you have? I have one. She's 14. Okay. Going on 15. And also going on like 30. favorite <laughs> age... 14 going. <laughs> Does the sarcasm this is, translate yeah. through the microphone? I, I mean, I felt it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 14 is amazing. Yeah. Yep. Mm, not uh-huh. so much. I have, I, a, I have a 13 year old going on 14. Um, so, and he's he's also yeah. dramatic sometimes. I have a 14 year old going on 80. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's <laughs> literally a grandmother. She's got her shawl and her bedtime routine and 8.30. It's bedtime. Does she crochet yet? No, but she does have a chair. And if you sit in her chair, she gets grumpy at you because 8, eight is her 8 to 8.30 is her chair time. Oh, if somebody is sitting in the chair, she's like, I'm here in my chair. Is this the one that goes to bed at 8.30? This is the one that goes to bed at 8.30. Mine's yes. the same way. She's like 8.30. She's like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about bedtimes and how we didn't have to have a bedtime for, for them because it was like, oh, we're finished now. Right. Um, uh, Chris, got a couple questions we'd like to ask everybody. First off, um, let's start with, let's go backwards order. What's uh, what's okay. your best dad joke? All right. So this I love this one. Okay. What did Sushi A say to Sushi B? I don't know. I don't know. 
wasabi. <laughs> that, oh, that's so good. That's good. That is intellectual. That is. Yeah, that, that, is, that, is that is. That is a thought-provoking dad joke. I like it. That's good. Wasabi. Love that one. Oh, that's good. Awesome. Uh, okay, so um, what is your go-to dad outfit? Well, I, I'm I'm a big like gym shorts guy. If mm-hmm. anytime I can wear the gym shorts, let my gut hang out a little bit, got to do that. Probably with some flip flops and a t-shirt. Nice. nice. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> every time talking about dad jokes, every time my kids say that they're going to gym or all that kind of stuff, I can't help myself from saying. Who's Jim and why are you wearing his shorts? <laughs> like, yes. It's just, that's one of the go-tos. I'm sorry. I think it's because I'm from a different part of the country. I always called them athletic shorts. I never called them gym shorts, which makes more sense. It's much shorter to say gym than athletic, but. Yeah, I just call them shorts. <laughs> they're just, uh, just shorts. Shorts. <laughs> they're not, they're nice shorts. They're not cargo no, khakis. No, they aren't. No. My tweed shorts. No. Uh, but for me, they have to be Adidas. I don't like the Nike ones. Oh, interesting. I'm a Nike guy. Yeah. I am like the $5 uh, Walmart <laughs> rack, uh, shorts. The, like. short, the short shorts? The short shorts. I the cut, actual gym shorts. I cut shorts. my gym shorts to make them short shorts. <laughs> he doesn't roll them. I just, I just started watching Ted Lasso, and they have oh, you know those yeah. super short shorts. Where, yeah. There you go. I don't have Apple TV yet. I know that's what I need to get. Uh, Chris, what's your best dad story? So I thought about this one because you told me you were going to ask this one, and I, I can't beat this one. So she was three, and we were driving around. She's sitting in her car seat in the back, right? And Easter's coming up, and we were talking about, you know, the things that come with Easter, the Easter eggs and the Easter egg hunt and the candy and all that kind of stuff. She was getting really excited. And I said, well, you know what Easter's really about, right? And she didn't really have a good answer. So, I mean, she's three, three and a half years old, so... I start telling her about what Easter's about, right? And I stop. There's a long pause. And then all of a sudden she says, Daddy, I hear Jesus in your breathing when you're speaking. And I had to pull over because, like, I couldn't see the road because I'm all misty-eyed because I'm like, that is the best compliment I have ever gotten in my entire life from a a three-and-a-half-year-old. Like, that's only a three-year-old could say, right? It was, to this day, it's the best. I don't know that I'll ever get a better compliment than that. That's really neat. That's fantastic. Yeah. Cool. All right, so um, what is uh, what is the advice that you would give to a new dad? Sure. So it kind of plays off of that, that story, right? Um, the older I get and the more I think about my own dad <clears throat> and the memories that I have with him, it's really about the power of moments. Mm-hmm. Like I can remember sitting at baseball games with him. We, you know, we, I grew up in Colorado. We'd go to Rockies games. I remember going to opening day and it snowed in Colorado mm-hmm. at a baseball game, right? Um, so many moments that just leave a mark that when I think about what have I enjoyed about life, it's those moments. Mm-hmm. And so I would tell other dads, lean into those moments, like the power of moments and teachable moments with your kids, but also just memories. Like mm-hmm. if you're camping and sit around a fire telling dad jokes and they're laughing their butts off, like lean into that moment. If you're in the car just having a random conversation and something powerful happens, like lean into that moment because, you know, the cliche sayings of, you know, you blink and you miss it and they grow so fast, that kind of stuff. Well, it's true. Um, and if you can, you know, build some powerful moments and memories, then it's worth it, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. We, uh, my wife and I call uh, a lot of those like golden days, like mm-hmm. like making sure that we're building in those times to have 
like silly movie marathons where mm-hmm. we make themed food. You know, those yeah. are, those are fun like that we build in. But then I also catch myself. I'm not an extremely sentimental person. Um, so like, it's hard for me to just like off the cuff when you talk about like, uh, owning the moment and, and all that kind of stuff, like that's hard for me. And when we talk about dad stories and those types of things to like go back and like think of them, cause like I had a tremendous childhood and like loved my experiences with my dad. Um, but it's not like, I can't really go back and like through my file folder of like these events unless I make myself, like, force myself to think through, okay, it's the same thing with my kids. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you think that you're doing a terrible job, and then, like, you actually think through, okay, well, these are the moments that have led up to this point. Um, you know, the the little moments in the car, um, the moments that you're camping, the the moments that you're, like, sharing farts with each other. Like, <laughs> those things are, they're, they're big deals. Like, whenever, like, we wrestle, and my, my kid, my 13-year-old is super like thinks he's tough right now Mm -hmm. and like he will come at me and I will put him in his place (laughs) and like as is your dad right as is my right and I'm like you aren't grown like I'm still like bigger than you uh and like those are great moments and I hope that like he recognizes those like Mm -hmm. like growing up and I think it's easy to like say nah I don't want to wrestle with you right now um, and I think it's important that, like, we do recognize those opportunities and, and just lean into them. I think that's great. One of the things that uh, – thinking about that, um, I always think about how we do – we're intentional. Like like you guys all mentioned, we're intentional about making these moments. Like, uh, you know, we're going to Disney World or, or going to games. Like, we're, my son and I, next week, we're going to go uh, catch, like, three games. We're going to do the Reds minor leagues because we're Reds fans. And then we're going to catch the Reds game. And, and being intentional, like, planning this. and Like, this is our moment to, to connect and be together. But I sometimes think we forget – like you mentioned in the car, like we have these moments that, that sneak up on us and, and how powerful yeah. those are not just for us as dads, but for kids. You know, I was thinking last night I was cooking dinner and I wanted to take, it was just me and my youngest daughter who's seven and I was thinking, oh, I'm going to take her out to dinner and, and it just worked out where we weren't going to be able to do that. So like, I'm just going to, you know, had some grilled chicken already. I had some some bread. I was like, I'm just going to, you know, warm up some bread and, and, and some chicken and we'll make, you know, little sliders. And she just, I made the sliders and I'm thinking dad fail, right? I had a chance to take my daughter out. It's not going to work out. And she just sat down with those letters. She goes, Dad, these sandwiches are small just like me. How did you know I would love them? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, I did. I love you. And then, you know, you just, you feel like in the moment, like I'm failing because I had the opportunity to take her out and, you know, do a fancy dinner and all that, which is great. You know, yeah. those moments are amazing for, for Dad, especially with, of daughters. But, to, you know, we forget how powerful those little moments are. My daughter just making her a leftover sandwich and yeah. her just thinking, yeah. this is special. Yeah. And, you know, just sometimes I think that's the, the mark of a good dad. Just yeah. we're there. You know, more than anything, just be there. Yeah, and I think that, sorry, this is my last one, we'll move yeah. on. But, like, uh, those opportunities, um, my son likes to cook. Mm-hmm. I don't like the mess that he creates when he cooks. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, I, there are often times where I'm like, no, like, I don't want to necessarily cook with you because I don't necessarily mm-hmm. want to clean up the mess. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, part of embracing that moment is embracing the mess and understanding that, like, some of these opportunities um, – it's important to just accept the mess and mm-hmm. deal with it because the point is not that he makes a perfect frittata. Um, it's that you share this like moment yeah. uh, of cooking together. And I, I don't know. It's just interesting. 
Uh, well, Chris, you're an author, and uh, Scott and I both love to read. I'm obviously a librarian. I love to read children's literature, but uh, I also love to read, I want to say adult literature because that's what I call anything. It's not children's <laughs> literature, but what I mean is just, you know, books that are written specifically for adults and not for children. Yes, it is not adult literature. <laughs> it's not, yeah. Let's <laughs> preface this. I, know, I can't. Like, I'm like, I'm going, to, I'm, I'm going to the adult bookstore because I was going to the actual Books a Million section of the, you know, where the grown-up books and then i realized what i said and i was like uh i just mean i'm going to get books written for adult no that doesn't sound... i couldn't get it that's horrible that's hilarious now uh we love books uh, i know you love reading too and, and i want to spend some time talking about uh just you know dads and books books uh that we read as as um adults with our kids uh just you know anything like that just i want to kind of open up the floor to thinking about books from a dad perspective and obviously for me um, you know, the first thing that comes to mind, I love reading picture books. Like, that's one of my go-to. I've always loved reading picture books, not just to my kids, but to kids in my class. Um, and so I want to kind of just break it down. Let's let's kind of break down in stages. Let's do picture books, you know, middle grade-ish, mm-hmm. you know, fiction books like that. And then books that you hope your kids read as adults. And so uh, for me, well, the book I love to read to my kids when, when they're little is Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I just love pointing mm-hmm. out that, you know, some days are crappy. Mm-hmm. You know, this day sucks. And that's okay. <laughs> You know, we live in a world that is, it's a fallen world. You know, Jesus is going to redeem this eventually. But right now, it's okay that we have a bad day. And then for me, that's always a book that I've loved to share and kind of um, kind of pass on to my kids as a book that I absolutely love. Yeah. Uh, for me, I, it's always been uh, the Go Dog Go. Um, yeah. I just, I, I, I know that, like, the Dr. Seuss is really a, um, at this point, a cliche it's answer. Canceled. Uh, it's canceled. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know about that, but like it's it, it's a cliche answer, like yeah. all the places you'll go and all that kind of stuff. But Go Dog Go is always that first one mm-hmm. that, like, with each of our kids was their first real read. Mm-hmm. Um, that like they get into the pattern of it, they can start reading it themselves and all that kind of stuff. And it's always just kind of a fun one. Yeah. Um, and then we always point out the fact that like you don't have to be mean and tell somebody that you don't like their hat. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> it just always gets to be yeah. in that book. But you know, there's that teachable moments. Yeah, I mean, I would, you know, one of the our favorites when we were kids was the Dr. Seuss as well, Hop mm-hmm. on Pop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There, but yeah. that's because she liked to hop on, like I'd lay <laughs> on my back, she'd hop on my belly and be like, oof. <laughs> so she loved to do that. <clears throat> and as an aside, you mentioned, you know, wrestling with your son. Mm-hmm. I think um, that's super important for dads to do with their daughters as well. Absolutely. Yeah. In appropriate ways, but... Mm-hmm. Like the power of touch for a dad mm-hmm. and a daughter, especially as they get into teenage years yep. and they're, you know, building identity and, mm-hmm. you know, what does my dad think about me? Like, give those hugs. Yeah, you know? absolutely. You know. mm-hmm. uh, but but the real one that I would go to uh, for kids books is Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Yeah, I loved cool. that one. Mm-hmm. I loved reading it with my daughter. She she always asked for that one. So, yeah. You know. Um, I know you only have you have one daughter, but Rex, so you've got more kids. Do you find that there are books that um, their kids love more than others? Like I remember reading this book called Kittens First Full Moon to my oldest daughter until it literally fell apart. And yep. um, uh, Rabbit. Um, I you know for us uh, the uh, oh goodness ain't gonna paint no more. That was a mm. big one for uh, pretty much all of our kids. It wasn't really really specific. I, this goes back to me not being super sentimental about yeah. uh, a lot. Um, especially in the children's book, like or in the in the picture book, and I love picture books. I love art. I love like all mm-hmm. of that kind of stuff. So like, there's three little pig, or there's a three pigs book. 
Um, and I can't think of the art or the illustrator, but like I love that one because he goes through different genres of art mm. um, within that mm. one book. Um, and so we, my kids always love those. They love Ain't Gonna Paint because like he paints everywhere but his butt. Um, and like that's fun. Um, there's a there's a there's a booger book and a fart book. And mm-hmm. honestly, my daughter loved all of those yeah. two. Uh, and you know, going back to wrestling, like she might be the feistiest of all of them. <laughs> yeah. So like there will be a royal rumble in our living room where all four of them uh, attack me, and um, she's vicious. Yeah. So like there's there's, but I don't I, I don't know that there's like specifics for yeah. any of them. I think it's whatever you take time as a dad to spend with your kids, they will enjoy the reading of that story. And that's kind of what I found with my wife as well. She'll read with the kids. Um, And I think it's more about the moments than it is about the thing that you are reading. Zach, I'd be curious from a librarian standpoint, this generation Mm -hmm. and how they read books, you know, the I generation, they haven't known a world without the iPhone or the iPad. So my daughter loved the pigeon books. Yes. But she wanted to read them on the iPad. Mm. because you could interact with the right. characters, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, you'd hit it and they'd fart or they'd laugh or you could make them, whatever. Yeah. And that really woke up reading and the joy of reading for her. And it's just interesting um, that this generation would have that as a reading experience. Yeah. You know? It definitely does change, um, you know, the perception that we have of books. And I love interactive books, but I think there is something powerful. Like all of my kids, even my youngest, who's seven, who's only grown up in, you know, the I generation, there's power in, in holding that book and in that shared experience of you together, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the dad or, or the mom, whoever it is reading, making the voices and, and yeah. all of that is powerful. Like you're, you're telling your kids that it's okay, in my opinion at least, it's, it's okay to, to have different personalities or to be, you know, not just stuck in, 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 a, in a pigeonhole of, of this is who I am as dad. I'm dad, but I'm also, you know, I'm, I'm a friend, you know, I have, I'm, I'm also, you know, a husband. And like, I feel like, like giving those different voices gives power to the idea that we are more than just, you know, what they perceive us to be. We are, are multifaceted. Mm. Maybe that's old fashioned. Maybe that's too esoteric for yeah. reading a children's book. But yeah. well, and we used to have those uh, the interactive books too. I don't know if you remember them. The mm-hmm. uh, like battery powered yeah. things. Right, along right, the side. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you they match the noises. picture, and it's like <laughs> <laughs> the dog <laughs> met the pig. <laughs> it's good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Chris, do you have any books uh, like uh, middle grade fiction? Yeah, you know, chapter books. Like, what do you love to read with your daughter? So I I wrote one um, mm-hmm. that's part of a series called The Scribbler Files, mm-hmm. and it's about high, high school kids who try and solve mysteries, basically. And part of that was born from my daughter as a teenager now loves detective stories, mm-hmm. mysteries, that kind of stuff. Um, and that's really been you know at at this age as she's a little more mature, and we can have conversations about you know, themes and mm-hmm. subplots and like, you know, she, she can think more abstractly. You know, we've gotten into shows like Monk because yeah. she loves mm-hmm. the, the, you know, solving mysteries, that kind of stuff. So anything in, in that vein is is really good for her. Um, and it's, it's interesting because you got to, with middle grade books and going into YA, there's so much as a dad that I have to navigate with mm-hmm. conversations, right? Yep. One of Us is Lying is the hot... Yep. YA middle grade book right now. It's a it's a mystery. It's a murder mm-hmm. mystery. But it has some like really mature themes in it that you know, if my daughter's going to read that book, I got to be prepared to right. have conversations about what does that look like in your social context, but what is that what is what do we as a family believe? What do I believe? What do I hope the decisions and choices that you make? And and here's how books have informed my decisions and thought processes. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that you're reading, but I also want you to be discerning about what you're reading and yeah. how that influences your 
decisions and, and thoughts, right? So uh, it's really kind of a different, right, a different yeah. navigation right now as, as a parent of yeah. a teenager. Do you have any middle grade fiction books that you read with your kids or love to read? Uh, one of the things that I'm coming to or that I have really, like, come to grips with is the fact that, like, my kids don't necessarily like the things that I liked when I was their age. Yeah. Um, so some of the things, like, I absolutely loved Indian in the Cupboard. Like, that was one that I, like, read multiple mm-hmm. times when I was growing yeah. up. It's, a great um, it's just so good. But, like, my kids haven't really got into it because it's just a different time period. Like, it's written yeah. for a different time period. Um, so one of the ones that I I got behind uh, pretty early on because my kids really like found it and enjoy it is uh, the the Lightning Thief, yeah. um, the Percy mm-hmm. Jackson books. Like they like absolutely gobbled them up. Like kids just love the Greek and Roman mythology, like mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff. So that was that's probably one that like you know we have good conversations around. We can talk about the you know the story arc. We can talk about character development, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, and. Um, have a lot of fun with that. Rick Gordon's a good author too. Yeah, like he's good. Yeah, uh, we're out of time, so I'm just going to really share um, mine. I've got my kids. There's like a rite of passage in my house. So there's you know we've talked about how important rite of passages are, and yeah. one of them is my kids when they get to be in sixth grade read The Giver. Like that for me is a yeah. book mm-hmm. talking about the quality of life, how important it is that we make decisions on the quality of life, and that's something as a society we have to accept. And it's important for us to, to begin to have those conversations and say what's important. The other one I have my kids read, um, all of them read Great Gilly Hopkins because we did foster care. Uh, and it's important for us to see that, you know, not every story has a happy ending. Uh, so for me, that's what we read. Cool. Uh, and then I always have them read the first Harry Potter book. Uh, I hope they, you know, continue on the journey. I have one who's just like, this is horrible and I hate it. The rest of them have loved it. And then The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yep. I want to introduce them to some series that are, are you know, compelling and, and, and gripping. And obviously with The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, just... Yep. My, you know, attaches to my faith that this is a, a story of, of God's love for us. So yep. those are three, um, I guess four, but uh, we're out of time for that. So we'll have to save the rest of that discussion for another time because I do want to get to our game. Yep. Um, can, I, can I ask you a question before you move on though? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, with that, because we, I, I struggle a little bit with this and my son, my, my kids have a little bit of ADHD, a little yeah. bit of like mm-hmm. not necessarily wanting to stick to a book that they don't instantly like yes. fall in love with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so are there some strategies or some things that you do to like, if they're not instantly into it, or you have your kids just kind of gotten into those? Uh, well, like Harry Potter, my uh, my eighty year old daughter, the one who's <laughs> going on eighty, she hated it. And we read like the first three or four chapters, and I think I was in chapter six, and she's like, "Dad, I got to be honest, I hate this book." I'm like, "We give it a you know a couple more till it at least gets to school, and then okay." So she gets to like chapter ten, and she's like, "I still don't love it." I'm like, "All right, you gave it a chance. You know, I'd love for you to come back around to it another time." So are you reading these alongside them? Or are you reading them with them? Yeah. How does that process uh, work? So it depends on, like, the kid. Um, like, my, my daughter, who is, is 16, she's a reader. And I was like, hey, I think you should read this book. And then she just went to town. It was like, done. And, like, a day later. Like, gotcha. And then do you have the next book in the Harry Potter series? Uh, my son, reading with him. Uh, he's not a reader, you mm-hmm. know? So for him, reading with them and being able to pause and have these conversations and say, okay, now this is what's going on here. What do we think? Yeah. And really having those discussions. I feel like that's powerful. I also think it's important to teach kids. Like, as we read... You're like, this is a strange word choice. Like, why is the author writing this specific word? And pointing those things out, I think it gets lost. Like, that was never done for me. Uh, and it's one thing I want to pass on to my kids is, okay, I, we're going to take a time out from this book to discuss why the author would write it in this specific way or, or what's being painted in this specific uh, context of the book. And then really pointing those things out, I think, is important and helps kids become better readers. And yeah. uh, I think we just assume kids are going to like to read, but, you know, the things we like about reading are things that we've developed over time. I think we just... As a society right now, we're so focused on test scores, we don't do a great job teaching kids how to actually enjoy reading. Yeah. And that, I think, helps kids become better readers. Cool. Love it. All right. 
All right, so our game, uh, I'm going to set the timer for just eight minutes to go faster on our game since yep. we're going a little long in the other sections. Uh, here's what I want us to do. I want to do most likely, least likely. And I've got a couple of different ones. Um, and you can choose the one who's most likely or least likely to do these things on this list. Okay. Uh, and then we each have three characters. So we have nine scenarios, uh, most likely to, you know, fart in a public place. It's not one of them, but that could be it. Yeah. Uh, and then we, are, we don't know the, our, our characters, and we have to choose. Now, once you use a character, you can't use them again. So, you know, if, if your character is, you know, Harry Potter, uh, and you choose him to the most likely to run into a, f- a burning building to save a child, you can't use him again later for most likely to face a villain. Got it. Like, you've used him once, that's it. So, uh, three characters. Um, does somebody want to go first and share your three characters? Uh, we're just going to go, let's go one at a time. One at a time? So that way that we way don't, because we, okay. we can't have duplicates. Right, yeah, that's a duplicate. So, who's uh, your number one character? I think Chris, right? Chris can go first, okay. because he's the, the who's guest. Who's your number one? Uh... I'll go. I'll go with Jack Reacher. Okay, he was on my list. Jack I, Reacher. I watched okay. that show on Amazon. is one of my favorite shows yeah. this year so far. So it's good. I will say I had a strategy to do all three Jacks, and uh, that was yeah. one of the things I was going. And Jack Reacher and two other Jack characters. Okay, so Jack Reacher is great. I would have chosen him. Excellent. So I prefer the Tom Cruise Jack Reacher. I'm just kidding. I don't so are really you going with Jack Ryan? Because <laughs> no, I am not. Okay, well, you can go with Jack Ryan. I'm going to go with Jack Ryan. Then. Yeah, Jack Ryan's good. And by by the way, uh, there's a whole like satire thing out there about how if you're going to write a spy novel it has to be a JR name <laughs> so the the terminal yeah. list which is getting ready to, yeah. to come out there's like four or five books in that series is James Reese <laughs> JR so James Bond yeah. is the only one who kind of yes, breaks that. up but he's still got a J yeah. first yeah. name so mine is going to be Peregrine Took okay from yeah. Lord I wrote that one down too <laughs> there you go <laughs> Okay. All right, Chris, what's your, uh, Third, what's your other your one? Second character. Wait, did you already pick one? I did Jack Ryan. Oh, Jack He was Ryan. on my list. I had a strategy to do Jack Ryan, Jack Reacher, and Jack from Lord of the Flies. Okay. But you took Jack Reacher, so I'm going to do a different strategy. So I'm going to do uh, Roland Deschain from The Dark Tower. Okay. Ooh, okay. Yeah. My favorite thing about him, by the way, there's this little... Uh, Stephen King writes like this character trait about him. Mm-hmm. When he gets impatient, Stephen King said he rolls his finger like... Trying to get the person, and I find myself like doing that now because when I was reading it, I was trying to like, is this what it would be like? And now I do that all the time, like twenty years later. So okay, okay. So quite author questions. Uh, quick aside: mm-hmm. Are you a planner or a pantser? I'm a I'm an architect. Okay, architect explorer is the way yeah. it was. Very- I find I- Stephen King's writing fascinating because he is like the best example of a pantser, and like yeah. that's out there. And just mm-hmm. Yeah, George R. R. Martin mm-hmm. is the worst explorer out there. That's why he can't finish a book because he just. Yeah. Ooh, there's treasure over there. Let me go search uh, there. And now the story is nothing like what he started with. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah. All right, sorry. Go ahead. What is your third? Or sorry, uh, second. Sorry. My second one. Uh, I'm gonna go with Alex Cross. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good character. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go with Scout Finch. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, from To Kill a Mockingbird. I think she's an interesting character to have on there. Okay. Uh, who's your third, Chris? So I, I like fantasy novels, so I'm going to go with Randall Thor from The Wheel of Time. I have yeah. not read that one. Uh, that one? There's, the there's, 14 there's 14 yeah. books sto- or doorstop books in that series, so yes. set aside a few months. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we've got, like, dudes on this list. Yeah, this See, is all that's dudes. That's why I'm yeah. trying to, like, yeah. diversify a little bit, but I can't. Uh, I'm gonna you don't want to pick go... Dora? <laughs> Dora the Explorer. <laughs> Dora. Uh, I've got another. I've got two strong female characters because Chris, you did point that out. So I did. I did think of really two strong ones. Do you have another one? Um, 
Go ahead, because you haven't okay. done your 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 second one. I'm gonna. I'm gonna, gonna go with the uh, the strategy. character from my very favorite children's novel, uh, Meg Murray from Wrinkle in Time. Okay. So she's mm-hmm. one of my favorites. I'm going with Meg Murray. Okay. Oh yeah, you do. You like a uh, Wrinkle in Time. I love a lot. Wrinkle in Time. And movies, garbage. Books, amazing. Um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, Shallon from uh, the Way of Kings from the, the oh, yeah, yeah okay. that's uh, that's that's good so that's my that's my female character I do not know that one she's she's fantastic mm-hmm. um, she kind of has the power to kind of manipulate what people see and all of that kind of stuff illusion, and it's yeah. it's uh, yeah an illusion based kind of thing and she can, um, she's kind of snarky um, she's an artist who can like a photographic memory like she'll take a picture in her mind and then she can recreate that by painting it interesting yeah. okay. Okay, so you say least likely to have a mess of house. Mm-hmm. You go with with Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher. Okay, so I so also agree. Jack Reacher would be he going probably to would have like three things in his house. Yeah, actually, I don't even, even think he house. has a house. Yeah, right, just yeah. <laughs> most likely not to have a messy house. Yeah, so least likely to have a messy house. Yeah. Jack Reacher. Okay, so he is off the list, right? Right. Would you agree with this? that one? I mean, you could do your own if you want to do your own. Do you have a different character oh. you think would have a least likely messy house? Um, but I'm, I would have also chosen Jack Reacher. Yeah, no, I'm going with that. Okay, that totally makes sense. Uh, most likely to take forever to make a decision. Uh, I'm going with Scout Finch. She's just very methodical in the way she processes and and thinks about things. Uh, I think she would make a rash decision and then go back on it immediately. She seems like a processor from To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah, I'd I'd have to agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm good with that. Makes sense, yeah. Okay. Your turn. Uh, the, let's go with the most likely to be a, uh, no, 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 the most likely to build an epic couch fort. Okay. Let's go with epic couch fort here. Hmm. I'm going to go with, uh, with Pippin. That's who I was going to choose to. <laughs> yep. Okay. Chris, what do you got on yours? I'm surprised you didn't pick number seven for Pippin. <laughs> well, I didn't look ahead. So. <laughs> now he's off the list. Thank you for that. Yep. Well, now, now when we get there, you're in trouble. I am in trouble. Shoot. Um, I'm going to say that uh, Roland from the Dark Tower is probably the most likely to be a picky eater. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Like he's so stoic and set in his ways and. Man, you guys are... Suffers no fools, you know. You are convincing me, because I I would agree with that. Shoot. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go with um, most likely to sing along with the radio while driving, and I'm taking Alex Cross. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Okay. No, absolutely. Like, he plays the piano. He's got that whole, like, jazz. Oh, yeah. I think he's singing loud and proud as he's driving. That is a good one. Like, you pull up next to him, and he's just like... <laughs> straight up singing line, you're like, I don't know what station you're on, but it's yeah. rocking. Oh man, yeah, 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 okay. absolutely. The most likely to have a tiny dog eat food from their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that's weird. Uh, <laughs> Could be least likely. Okay, least likely. Uh, let's go with Rand- Randall Thor. Let's go with that. So the least likely is Randall Thor. Yeah, he would explode. Yeah, he would I explode agree. the the dog. Yeah, <laughs> it would not end well. Well, if if we're going that way, then I would say Shalan, Shalan, yeah, who can like make the best illusions and she can draw whatever. She's the most likely to build an epic couch fort. 
Okay. Right? I, I was thinking like that. Like it would be elaborate and... Wait, didn't we use that one already? Or oh, we did? He, did, he, didn't, he, didn't, he, oh, didn't, we did. he didn't go with Pippin. I went with Pippin. Okay, um, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I got you. Cool. I would agree, except I would think... Uh, is it Shallan or is it Shallan? Because I don't I, ever... I'm, so that's... Uh, from an author standpoint, by the way, just quick aside, I'm always interested to hear how people who read my books pronounce the names. Because mm-hmm. I have it in my head, right? Our head canon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I see it I say it one way, and then somebody will say it, and I'll be like, my immediate reaction is, well, that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> but then I have to remember, well, it's not about my experience, but yeah. your experience. Yeah. So there you go. I, I uh, would call her Shalane. Well, I'm going to go with that. So Shalane, okay. I think, would be the be- or most likely to epic prank a friend for the same reason mm-hmm. with the art and the illusion. Yeah, from the way you described kind of it. That's yeah. true. And she's a little bit spunky. Like, I'll, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. That's pretty good. Okay. Okay. So... We have two left, right? Eat all their Halloween candy and put an empty OJ container back in the fridge. Yes. And we have Jack Ryan and Meg Murray as our two we haven't used for all of us, right? Meg Murray, yes. Okay. I forgot about her. So I'm going to say the most likely to put an empty OJ container back in the fridge is Meg Murray. She's kind of scatterbrained. She's a little forgetful. Uh, That's like one of her her core character traits. So I'm going to say that's Meg. Uh, She's the most likely to just put that back in there. Plus, Jack Ryan's not doing that. He's not putting an empty OJ container back. That's not who he is. Listen, which version of Jack Ryan are you thinking? The though? Book like Jack Ryan. Yeah, but like clear and present danger Jack Ryan, or like are you talking like Rainbow Six Jack Ryan? Or I've not read the Rainbow Six Jack Ryan's. I've only read the actual. Which he's just two. a side character in those, really. But yeah. like, I don't know because he's not necessarily like the dude in all of them. He's that is true. Sometimes he's like the politician, but he also is a Navy man. You know, that's or, fair. sorry, it's a Marine. He's a former Marine. You know, I don't see him putting an empty OJ container. He's very organized, and, and I don't see him putting an empty OJ container. Like he's he's the one who he's finished it, and he's already got it on his Amazon reorder. Okay. <laughs> okay. So like, OJ be there by the afternoon. Okay, I can get behind that. So that leaves, <laughs> if we all agree, that leaves him to either most or least likely to eat all of their Halloween candy that day. Uh, I'm gonna go with most likely because you think Jack Ryan's the most likely to eat all his Halloween candy. Yeah, because I I I, I think hear me out. He's always on the go, uh-huh. so like he's just gonna be popping candy as he's <laughs> as he's going. Well, now I know that doesn't fit your narrative of him being a disciplined Navy man, uh, but I do here, here. like. Well, bring it full circle. This okay. is this is the Dad Shorts podcast. Mm-hmm. He's a dad of two kids, right? Yeah. Yep. So Dad tax. He's gonna eat the candy that That's, day. Boom. Right. So he's just eating the Dad tax, not all of the Halloween candy. He's eating. The... It's his Halloween candy. He's <laughs> Dad taxed it. That is, right? that, let's consult yeah. the rules. I agree. And yes, I, <laughs> that, yes, that tracks. Oh, it's perfect. I love it. Well, that was fun. Thanks for joining us, Chris. I appreciate yeah. uh, appreciate you joining us and talking about books with us, books for dads, but then also books for read as dads. So, yeah. If you like this podcast, don't forget to write, rate, and subscribe. Uh, you can find us anywhere you find your podcast. Don't forget to find us on Facebook under Dad Shorts. Uh, we'd love for you to leave comments, uh, engage with our content. We'll have different uh, things that are written by uh, some of our guests, some yeah. of our uh, some of our hosts, all of that kind of stuff. Some different blog posts and things like that. So find us on your social media platforms. Uh, thanks for joining us and have an awesome day. Thank you. Also, missed opportunity, Denzel Washington as Alex Cross. Like, yeah, that would have been way better. That would have been I so mean, much better. Morgan Freeman in the first two, he was great. Yeah, but like Denzel is he's like a little he's older. the boxer build. Yeah, he's got yeah, oh, so good.